The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I am Sterling Holmes, joined as always by Matt Connor. Have some massive Chiefs news breaking for you today. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm glad we recorded this today instead of yesterday, like we normally do. Sometimes a little, little off day helps you out. But Matt, how are you doing over there? I'm good. I'm, I'm tunerific. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling much more protected up front. How are you feeling? Well, what was your favorite? show as a kid was it the looney tunes looney tooney you know chief's kingdom has had josh looney and now joe tooney do you don't remember josh looney do you no he was like he was like bj kissel before we had bj kissel like a chief's team reporter so he was the man then yeah he was the man in other words chief's kingdom should be used to saying some sort of uni we're like george clooney i don't know how many other anyway we got big news today yeah, if we got George Clooney on this team, I think that would be a little different. I, I think if we were if we were paying George Clooney eighty million dollars over five years, I may have a problem with it. But Joe Tooney, five years, eighty million dollars. I'm I'm pretty excited. When your first reaction was one, hell yes, you know that's pretty exciting. Before we do, just a shout out to our friends at Manscaped. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar if you're a dude and find yourself frustrated with your options for taking care of important business uh at hand just want to let you know our friends at manscaped will give you 20 percent off your first order or and free shipping if you go to www.manscaped.com and use the promo code fansighted20 again that's manscaped.com fansighted20 get you 20 percent off um, all right, so Sterling, you said your first reaction was basically hot damn. Why hot damn? Well, uh, well, first, I don't think Joe Tooney is going to have any problem. He doesn't need that 20% off code. He doesn't need that. We do. We need that 20% off code. Joe Tooney has enough money now with that $80 million coming in. 
he'll be okay. Um, no, my first reaction was one, hell yes. Two, that is a lot of money for a interior offensive lineman. Three was, well, Brett Veach is an absolute wizard when it comes to the salary cap and how to maneuver around it. And then that led into number four, which was, again, a hell yes. Um, you know, just looking at the numbers, the cap hit only being $4.5 million for 2021. Again, I don't understand how Brett Veach does it. I don't understand how the NFL cap system completely works. Everything just is like, dude, we'll kick it down. Like, we'll have a whole bunch of Bobby Vanilla people on our team who are paying you in 2027. I don't get it, but, you know, Brett Veach takes advantage of the system. He brings in great players. And this was, to me, a massive signing right here. Yeah, what's really, to me, here's what's impressive. I mean, the Chiefs came into the day connected to Trent Williams, um, who is, I mean, maybe the best overall available free agent in the class. I mean, some people believe that and say it's not even close. Like it's Trent Williams and the rest of the free agents. Like if it was a band, it would be Gladys Knight and the Pips or whatever. And so, the you know, the Chiefs are going to be in on Williams. The price tag for Williams looks like it's going to be maybe even north of $20 million, which is just insane. But what was really clear from the from the beginning of the day before the legal tampering period started was that Veach seemed intent on grabbing a veteran blue chip talent up front like he was going to go shopping like he always does and like he did at linebacker or like he did at wide receiver he's not afraid to set the top of the market there and and pay big money and that's what he did with Tooney so you know like I mean it may not be tackle you know there's a little bit of backlash here the money for a guard the average annual value does set a new high but here's the thing man like like I know if I go shopping at Whole Foods or some grocery store like that, I like I know I'm paying the price. I just know it, right? Like you know if you go in a certain store, I'm not going to complain about the prices like I'm at a discount grocer. If I'm in Whole Foods, I don't look at their apples and say, "Damn, these are so expensive." Like I know they're they're Whole Foods apples, that's what they are. So you can't say, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they paid one of the best offensive linemen available in free agency that much. Like you're, you got to pay the Piper. If you're shopping, if you're shopping the first week of free agency, you're going to pay it. Right. Like, like that's part of the bargain. Yeah. And and that's the whole thing is everyone was out here saying, get a great offensive lineman. You get an offensive lineman. Don't complain. Now, once it's done again, Brett Veach knows what he's doing. He had a huge game plan. You're not releasing your starting tackles. If you don't have a game plan, Joe, Joe Tooney, I'm assuming was part of that game plan. This does not mean the chiefs are out of trying to get another veteran tackle to me, at least the way this contract is set up again, only $4.5 million cap it in 2021. This to me is set up. They're still in the market. If it, let's hope nothing happens during the show. But say Williams is still available, they may still be in the running. I mean, I've heard a lot of talk of it's between Kansas City and the Niners. Yeah, this does this doesn't take Kansas City out of it in my mind. I still think, uh, and I hope at least that there is another veteran tackle signing coming in the near future. Hey, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent on this entirely. Some people have talked like maybe. Tooney could switch positions. I like, I think the, the pot, the potential's there. Look, 
He took left tackle reps in practice for the Patriots. He played two games at center this year when David Andrews went down. Back in college at North Carolina State, he played left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. I mean, the experience is there. The versatility is there. If, if, if you need him to fill in in a pinch due to injury, Tooney's going to be the guy to, to switch positions. But I also have a hard time seeing a guy who's played every single game, almost every single snap of his NFL career over five seasons at left guard at near Pro Bowl level. And he was even second team all pro just last year. So, you know, it seems weird to me that the Chiefs would then suddenly sign him and then go, and we're moving you from where you've excelled the most. I think they lean on his versatility, but but to move him, I mean, does that make sense to you or not? No, but I think I would be lying if my first thought when I saw the contract come out, say, that's left tackle money. Like, that's a starting tackle money. Um, or contract, I, I definitely, that crossed my mind. And I looked up, I saw he played left tackle in college, and you know all the rumors of him potentially playing left tackle for the Patriots. But I'm with you. When you're so good at one position and you are, you know, say a top three player at your position, at guard, you're a top three player. If you move to tackle and say you're the 10 to 15 range or 15 to 20, where's the cutoff of where it makes most sense for that player? I, I would personally leave him at guard unless for some reason they literally can't find anyone on the left tackle market. Niang falls off the face of the earth and they can't draft anyone. Then maybe you're like, okay, let's throw, you know, Tooney there and see what happens. But to me, I think this game plan all along was putting him at guard, making sure you have a very good guard because the Chiefs haven't traditionally spent a lot of capital or a lot of investment on the interior of this offensive line. And it's been a a whirlwind of players. I mean, LDT was, you know, Wiley, Allegretti, um, you know, Austin Ryder at center. He's gone. What's going to happen with Kilgore, Assimilate? There's so many guys. Having at least one guy who's a constant, a consistent presence makes sense. And that's what they have in tune. Uh, let me read you a quick list. I, I posted this on Twitter earlier, but just for reference, just what you said, here are the list of left guards since 2013, right? Andy Reid arrives. Jeff Allen. Rock sure. Watkins, Mike McGlynn, Jeff Lincolnbach, Ben Grubbs, Jeff Allen again, Parker, Parker Ettinger, uh, Zach Fulton, Brian Witzman, Cam Irving, Andrew Wiley, Martinez Rankin, Osemele, Allegretti, and now Tooney. <laughs> so you're you're talking about some years, two or three guys, uh, you know, some years just below average guys all year long like those were some made up names half (laughs) those names were made up i don't believe you those were like one of those you ask someone the chiefs have had the chiefs have had so many guys they should have a chiefs left guard name generator online somewhere (laughs) where you just like press a button and it brings up a name that's random like brian witzman and you're like oh yeah that sounds like a guy who probably played for the chiefs for two games somewhere early in the andy reed era (laughs) What this does is it solidifies with the cornerstone a place that's had nothing but overturned gravel for the last eight years, and I'm here for it. So outside of Grubbs, I won't lie. I thought Grubbs was going to be an absolute stud. I was very excited about that signing. 
But this signing is a good signing of a guy probably entering his prime at 28 for an offensive lineman. That's about probably your prime, I would, I would, I would assume, for an O-lineman. And looking at the deal, since we haven't really gone through it in complete detail yet, I'll throw it out to you. Five-year, $80 million. Signing bonus is $17 million. Base salaries of 990 k 13.9, 15, 15.5, and then 15.5. Workout bonuses totaling $2.11 million. And then the cap number for this year is still just $4.5 million. This is per Field Yates. Um, as far as the deal breakdown, this isn't going to probably be a huge hindrance on Kansas City moving forward. At least it doesn't look like it to me. What What do you make of this? Yeah, I, I you know I like it. To me, I think it means you know like if you have if you have Lucas Niang at one of the spots outside, you know you're going cheap. That is what typically is an expensive position. You know, I mean the the Chiefs have been paying. Um, and we're set to pay well over $10 million annually to both tackles. So, you know, let's not pretend that they weren't already spending something along the line. If they're going to go cheap at center, uh, LDT comes off the books after this year where they can go young uh, at another guard spot if they'd like starting again next year. Um, I mean, there are ways as Tooney gets more expensive to get less expensive in other key spots. I could see the chiefs even getting like a more expensive tackle just for one year and also drafting a guy and making him sort of an understudy um, to get cheap long-term as Tooney gets more expensive. So you know, it remains to be seen. They did not put a lot of money into this deal. Um, let's also be clear though. They restructured Mahomes. They restructured Chris Jones per reports. Travis Kelsey came out today and said they didn't ask me for a restructure, even though like media members were saying he's restructured. So, and we have not extended, we have not extended Matthew either. So they could free up even more room if they like, like they haven't maxed out the cap room they could create. Um, So I think there is another move here. It remains to be seen how pricey they are. Although honestly, I think, you know, I think pass rusher is as glaring a need as tackle personally and and that edge opposite Clark and and this year's draft class is just like you, you can't count on anything there based on where the Chiefs are drafting so um you know I could see them actually spending there although that would probably shock a lot of people but we'll see well what do you it, make of this go yeah me shocked if you threw in a a pass rusher there because the market has surprisingly been hot we all thought that with the salary cap going down instead of going up, we thought there'd be some smaller deals, maybe not as much money. Well, that's not the case. We're seeing some large contracts being handed out. Obviously, Tooney comes to mind, but then you get to Shaq Barrett. I mean, that's a massive contract. You're getting to the Patriots who are handing out money like they're like, what were they doing with it last year? They were hoarding it, and now the Patriots are just spinning like, you get a contract, you get a contract, you get a contract. I mean, I've been a little bit shocked. Um, the D lineman for Detroit got re-signed for three year, thirty nine million, and there were links of him to Kansas City, and the the talk was, you know, maybe around ten million, and now you're getting thirteen, which is above, I think, what a lot of the market value was, at least expecting. And you get JJ Watt with his huge contract. Now I'm concerned. What's someone like Justin Houston or Von Miller or some of these other veteran guys who you thought maybe have a chance to come to Kansas City on the cheap? Well, they're still going to be getting twelve plus million dollar contracts. 
I don't know if Kansas City is in that type of market. Yeah, it, well, I, yeah, it it uh, it certainly stands to reason that that would be the case. And 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 if you're already paying Chris Jones and Frank Clark forty million dollars, adding another price tag up front doesn't sound responsible. Um, but they have to do something there. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're get, we're getting into into pass rusher when we were talking about Tooney earlier. But uh, let me let me ask you this: Do you have any other thoughts on this offensive line and where the Chiefs go from here? I would say one: There's going to be another veteran signing. I don't know if it's going to be at left tackle. That'd be my that's more my guts telling me. It's also telling me indigestion after pizza and coffee. Um, I I think that I would not be surprised if they went out and got another veteran center. But that wouldn't shock me if they at least rolled with Allegretti or drafted another one uh, in this year's draft. Uh, just to me, they need something promising at left tackle. I don't want to go in with a rookie or with an unknown. As much as I like Mike Rimmers, for example, and, and he's been a fine right tackle, he was really solid last year at right tackle. He did not look good at left tackle. I want a known left tackle. I want someone who can step in and go, I am not going to have any issues. For all the crap that fans, uh, media, myself, everyone who's given Eric Fisher over the years, the one thing he had was consistency. He was a a constant uh, presence at left tackle when left guard, like you mentioned, was a carousel. He was the guy you could count on. Maybe not the best tackle, but he was solid, and he was solid for about 10 seasons, and that's something that you – it's tough to put a price tag on. It's going to be big shoes to fill Eric Fisher. And uh, I would like personally to see a, a solid veteran come in there to make sure that Pat blindside is, is protected. What do you think the chiefs are going to do? Let me ask you this. What if the chiefs rolled with an early pick and kept their finger on the pulse of how Eric Fisher was doing in rehab? Would you be pleased with that? This is tough because I think if they really thought that Eric Fisher was going to be back by August, they would have restructured his contract. That's what I thought originally. I, I thought the the initial game plan was once Brett Beach came out and said August, he was going to remain on the roster. They were going to restructure that because you obviously can't take the $12 million cap. That was going to be massive. That was going to be a no-go, a, a non-starter. But a restructuring made sense. I still think that's a potential possibility, but do you think the bridges are burned at all with Eric Fisher and Kansas City? Cause I, that's not a glorious way to go out. No, no, it's not. It, it was real surprising. And, and Fisher in his response and Instagram was, was just made it sound like, all right, this is a done, like this stage of my journey is done and I'm moving on. I mean, there was a lot of like finality to his response to the chiefs, but I thought he and Mitch, have both been very gracious in the way they handled themselves um, after leaving the Chiefs. I like it wouldn't surprise me if one of those doors were to blow open again, so to speak. Um, but I also think the Chiefs were just going to like wipe the slate and 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 l- like move on. And if it maybe it's one of those like love stories, you know, if you love someone, you set them free, and if and if they come back to you. Than it was meant to be. I don't know. I, I think my grandma has that like on a <laughs> on a cross stitch somewhere hanging in her house. Oh. Um, and maybe that's the approach with these guys, or at least one of them. Yeah, you're a poet right there. That was very. Um, are you a Russian novelist? Because that's something that I feel like they would uh like Nobokov or, or Dostoevsky. Maybe maybe one of those guys. Um, 
No, I, I think that was probably a plan on the Chiefs' part is feeling the pulse of those guys. I just don't know if I'm Schwartz or if I'm Fisher, I'm going to be happy about that. Obviously, they know more than we do. You know, maybe when they were getting released, they said, hey, keep, keep, keep your phone on you. This isn't going to be a finality type of thing, but we need to have some sort of stability going forward, and then we can touch base later. We can't count on you being healthy week one. We need to figure out what we're going to do, and then we can add you back into the to the mix later. But you're right. Fisher's message did not seem promising. While Mitchell Schwartz, on the other hand, he still has a lot of love for Kansas City. Schwartz went out of his way on Twitter to protect Patrick. I mean, he's not even protecting Patrick while he's on Twitter protecting Patrick. And that, to me, just shows the leadership that Schwartz has, the respect. He says he wants to settle down in Kansas City. Um I would almost say that Schwartz has a better chance of coming back to Kansas City than Fisher. Which which one would you think has a better chance? Yeah, I th- I think so. I think so. I think that I mean Schwartz was saying didn't Schwartz say I'm getting surgery so that he could come back? Like I thought there was a way that he pitched it that was like hey, I'm going to go ahead with the surgery so I could yeah, like work my way back or get my way back into the you know, into the swing of things. Cause he knows the work it takes to come back and get ready for a season. So like, I thought that was in his mind to play again. And if that's the case, like if the bridges aren't burned there, that would be silly for the chiefs not to check in with a guy who has been such an excellent under the radar performer for them for a while. It would also give them flexibility to maybe move Niang to the left side. And as much as you're talking about, you don't want someone new on the outside the person on the outside has never had someone like Tooney right next to them to help them fight. Like it's always been Eric Fisher next to some like stick in the mud. Like, you know, it's like, Hey, Eric Fisher. And then my teddy bear and then some center. And then, Hey Fisher make like Fisher, do your best to kind of get this guy good next to you. Now it's the other way around. So I'm a little bit more open to some growth curve on the outside because I think Tooney's there to maybe help that along in some way. I'm 100% with you. And that almost, the way you put that makes me want to say we need to give more respect to Eric Fisher because not only was he doing his job at left tackle, he was doing a lot of times no idea what's happening at left guard. And you even said it there, Sinner. Sinner hasn't been a, after what, Mitch Morse? You know, I, you know, Austin Ryder has been okay at times, but no one's going to mistake Austin Ryder for Mitch Morris or uh, Lindsley, you know, the Green Bay Packers center who just got signed by the, uh, by the Chargers. I, I wouldn't have been opposed to Kansas City also getting another center, but this signing of Tooney was the first time on the interior offensive line we've seen them spend a lot of money, a lot of capital, and uh, – that makes me excited. That that makes me excited that they're actually going to start investing more in this offensive line. That to me is very promising. Hey, look, here's the thing, and this will be the last thing I have on Tooney. If you're if you're excited or if you're questionable about Joe Tooney at that amount of money, at that amount of time, whatever, just like I guess I would put my faith in two things. One, Tooney's been an Iron Man for the Patriots. They tagged him last year and paid him. They paid him over $14 million for one season just last year, and they reportedly wanted him back this year, and you know you're going to have to pay him a raise on top of that. So, like, Bill Belichick clearly wanted him in this general pay scale, and Brett Veach is putting all his marbles 
on the same space after a stomach punch of a loss. So to me, if two franchises like that, who are well-known for being stable, smart organizations, are saying, hey, Joe Tooney is a, is a good buy in this price range, then at some level I have to admit what I don't know and just go, yeah, I'm, I'm for it then. I'm, I, like, I trust those kinds of transactions versus, say, a Jacksonville Jaguars who are just trying <laughs> to convince anyone to come or a Houston Texans organization now, whatever. Yeah. If it was one of those organizations having to overpay like the Cleveland Browns did for years, I guess I'd be more iffy about, you know, this kind of thing. But but I, I guess I take heart in, in uh, the associations there. I would say, one, this makes the Chiefs better. So there's already a good signing. Two, has Brett Veach in the past shown you the ability to rearrange contracts and make sure that the salary cap works so you can bring back your star players? Yes, he has. And then three, hell yes. I want a Toonie Tunes shirt. shirt. Toonie Tunes. Am I, am I doing it right? <laughs> am I doing a pun right? Tooney tunes. We dig it. We dig it. Hey, we'll be back with just a few more thoughts on day one of free agency right after the break. All right, we're back. And uh, hey, Sterling, I just wanted to run a few transactions by you from the day to get your thought on it. Did you know that while we were setting up for this podcast, Carlos Hyde, yes, our favorite, Carlos Hyde, reached a two year deal to play next to all undrafted rookie back James Robinson and the mighty Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Are you, are you loving it? Do you like Carlos Hyde as a tandem there? Uh, I'm surprised the Houston Texans didn't sign him because they're trying to sign all of the veteran running backs. Apparently uh, they go, Houston's like, we can't have a star quarterback. So let's get like 33 year old running backs and just throw them all together. Uh, but no, Carlos Hyde, he, he's been fine. He's been effective. I mean, I have, he's not to the Frank Gore extent of, of beating father of time and still playing, but Carlos Hyde's still been pretty effective. I get it because James Robinson was so good last year. Maybe just throwing a veteran back there to help guide him, help lead him. Let's be real. James Robinson's probably still going to be the every down back. Jacksonville has typically gone with a bell cow type of back dating back to obviously Leonard Fournette, but just even before then, they like a guy they can just say, you're a guy every down, and if you need a spell for two carries, we'll throw you in there. Um, but no, I, I like the signing as far as a veteran guy to help James Robinson because James Robinson looked pretty dang impressive for a rookie last year, especially for an undrafted rookie of that. Yeah, yeah. Plus, that's his college coach, right? I mean, that's uh, Urban, like Urban and Carlos back together again at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe, maybe Carlos Hyde is now going to be getting all the carries from the young guy, just like how Frank Gore did instead of all the young running backs with the Jets. <laughs> no, um, I got one hey, for wait. you, though. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, fine, fine. You're an absolute gentleman and a scholar. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. Two-year, $26 million contract going to the Patriots. Uh, Patriots also getting Jonu Smith, the tight end from the Titans. They really realized their mistake last year. I think that they're not going to double down. The Patriots are one of those teams where they won, what, like seven games last year? If they won nine or ten this year, I wouldn't be surprised with the amount of guys that were either sat out because of COVID. Uh, They had no wide receivers. They brought back Cam Newton and then trying to surround him with more talent. 
do you like the signings that the Patriots are making currently? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do. They're not, they're the kind of deals that the Patriots have never had to make before. I think they're having to, um, I think they're having to convince some guys by paying top of the market deals to get them to come there. Like they're, it's not automatic. Oh yeah. Let's go there and take a discount to play with Brady and win a championship. Like that's not happening, but Belichick is still able to convince guys to come, but he's having to pay quite a bit to do it. Um, but that said, I mean, they, they added some, you know, some great players today. They got the, they got the pass rusher from the Ravens, Matthew. Is it Judon? Is that how you say that? I've always pronounced it as Judon, but dude, I am absolutely brutal with pronunciations. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Maybe he would say Judon as in Judon pronounce it that way. I don't know. <laughs> However he'd say it. You know, I mean, I mean, they kept Dietrich Wise. They added Al Galore. I will say this. Johnny Smith got $8 million more money guaranteed than any NFL tight end in history. And I'm just thinking that seems outrageous to me. Uh, I mean, even if he's like got all the potential in the world, like it, 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 I mean, it's just silly that it's not Travis Kelsey, Gronk or Kittle or Ertz or even several others in that role. It's Johnu Smith. So <laughs> when I read that one, I was like, sure. You know, I didn't even know what else to say about it, but well, yeah, l- let me ask you this. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, well, what about, I'm just still in, in saying that Nelson Aguilar got ran out he was most famous with the Eagles for for the dropping babies comment. You know, yeah, I was catching yeah. babies, not dropping them, unlike Aguilar. And then he gets sent on a one-year prove-it deal for a million dollars to the Raiders. It was pretty good, but not like some stud. I mean, he, he was he was good, but not some yeah. stud. And then two-year, tw- $13 million a season for Nelson Aguilar? I mean, <laughs> I... I, I this is the Patriots. You're, so you're more down on the Patriots. Yeah, you're more down on them and these moves. Well, uh, then if I you am. have the money, if you have the money, do it, I guess. But like Nelson Aguilar, 13, I'm still just shocked. 13 million a season. I mean, what's that mean for guys like Marvin Jones Jr.? I mean, I thought he was going to be around nine, right. Marvin Jones Jr., but I, I think Marvin Jones Jr. is for sure a better wide receiver than Aguilar. But Hell, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I mean, again, I I said it earlier today on Twitter, but I was like, you know, I just said I didn't have the Patriots overpaying in free agency on my bingo card, but I'm all about it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loving that aspect of it. Hey, Corey Lindsley to the Chargers. You mentioned this earlier. Here's a key rival. Now, like the Chargers have always had a problem protecting their quarterback but they picked up the top center on the market. Any thoughts? Yeah, this is, I think, a fantastic move for the Chargers. Fantastic. You let him be there, your your protection work with Justin Herbert, your rookie quarterback who was an absolute stud last year. Um, I really like this signing for the Chargers. I, I, I am a huge fan of this move. I, I think all it can do is give Herbert more confidence, give him more room to grow. As a Chiefs fan, I don't like it, obviously. But as a fan of football, obviously, it's tough to root against Justin Herbert. I mean, that dude came out and was an absolute stud. And, and I guess, in a way, when the AFC West is good as a whole, it's good for the Chiefs. It's good for football. When you're playing in a tough division, you get more credit for all this stuff. Um, but no, I, I love this signing for the Chargers. I just wish that he would have 
joined uh, Tooney and joined the Tooney Tunes on the Chiefs offensive line. What are your thoughts? I'm loving this Tooney Tunes. Uh, yeah, no, I loved it. I, I thought that Lindsley may be the guy for the Chiefs. And just because center is a little bit less expensive and I didn't think that they were going to spend what Tooney was going to require. And it turns out they did. So what do I know, right? I mean, um, we don't know yeah, let's, anything. Let's look, let's look forward. <laughs> After saying we don't know anything, let me ask you a question <laughs> to tell me something. And let me ask you this. What, one more for you before we close out. What do you want to see the Chiefs do next in free agency? Is it spend or is it wait to spend? Oh, I'm always down for spending. I want a wide receiver and I want a solid veteran. And I, I, I feel like that J.G. Wentworth commercial where it's like, I I need cash now, but like I need a wide receiver now. Like I want a veteran. I, I mentioned Marvin Jones Jr. I would love that. You know, I would love Marvin Jones Jr. Um, I'm glad they didn't spend 13 million a season on Nelson Aguilar. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but I would be a big fan of a veteran wide receiver, and I don't think we're getting Allen Robinson. I'm not. I'm not gonna cross my fingers and and try and dive headfirst into the Allen Robinson sweepstakes. I, I think a veteran wide receiver, and again, the name that just keeps coming up to my mind that would fits in this offense is Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, I thought potentially about someone like Golden Tate who was released, but with Golden Tate. I would say the issue is, has he been productive in the past? Yeah. Has he been injured in the past like Sammy Watkins? Yes. At what point do I not want a potential good wide receiver who's injury prone? I want a guy who will be out there 15 to 16 games of the season that you know what he's going to do. I love McColl, but McColl seemingly doesn't run doesn't run the crisp, uh, crisp, crispest routes, just how I can't say crispest very well. Um yeah, I want a veteran wide receiver, and I want him now. What What about you? What would you, What would you prefer the Chiefs do? Uh, I want them to wait. Like they've they've paid the big t- they've got the big ticket item. You can build around a cornerstone. I think a lot of silly money is going to be spent today, tomorrow, the next day, and even the rest of this week. Uh, you know, here's what I love. I'm never this guy, but I love this guy. Sterling, you ever play fantasy baseball? Dude, it's my favorite. Fantasy baseball is the best okay. fantasy sport. Okay. So, you know, like like I've been in a big money fantasy baseball league for the last several years, and we got this guy in the league who has it down perfectly. Or like like I'm a joker who who well, I'm usually I sit in the middle, or I'm a joker who's just like gets caught up in the bidding early in our auction. And there's always a guy who's sitting with his full allotted budget after everyone else is down to like well, I got $20 left for 15 <laughs> roster spots to fill. And then there's one guy who just sits there like, yep, I got $200 left. Um, and then he goes and proceeds to bring up players that I'm like, oh, hell, he's still left. I want him. And then he puts them at a price point that's just out of my reach. And that bastard gets every bargain every year because he just sits there for a minute. He's smart about it. I'd love to see the Chiefs do that knowing that there's still several roster holes to fill and maybe not all the cash in the world to go around. So I'm thrilled we got Tooney. I love it. I also think we should wait a little bit and not be me in fantasy baseball league is what I'm saying. So you want me to be prudent. That just seems like an asinine request, Matt. You're you're talking to a guy. I, I gave you, I sang for you. I sang a 
a commercial basically for you on this and you want me to wait what an asinine request sir i know i know that's gonna play real well on twitter too right like or whatever (laughs) you know nuance and patience works really well on social media for takes on sports so i can't wait to put these out there anyway Uh, well hey um so we'll have more coming up later this week with more free agency analysis both at arrowhead addict and at the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Uh, I'm with Sterling Holmes. You can find him at HomestretchKC. My name is Matt Connor. You can find me online at Matt Connor AA. Sterling, you want to send us out? Any parting thoughts? Oh my Get gosh. Guys, I'm stoked. One, hell yes. Two, we have our, our guard for now and for the next few seasons. Patrick Mahomes is going to be protected. Uh, and... Let's see what happens over the next couple of days. Be good, be safe, read a book, and we'll be back next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.